0: Hello, my name is Nick Spacek, and you're listening to From and Inspired By, a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we talk with musician Tristan Bechet, a.k.a. Tristan, about his debut solo release, Royal Dagger Ballet, and soundtrack work with the likes of Karen O. Royal Dagger Ballet is Tristan Boucher's first album as a solo artist after Flux Information Sciences, Electronic Rock Duo Services, and Sonic Kings. The result is an edgy, opulent, and mesmerizing compilation of genre-defying industrial experimentalism. Engaging in modern electronics, synthesizers, and drum machines, each track is its different world, some cinematic and melodic, and others rhythmically chaotic, industrial, and cacophonous. Born in Portugal, but raised between Brazil and New York City, and now living in Paris, Tristan's idiosyncratic approach to music uses a collision of electronic sound design. He has also composed for brands like Nike, Karl Lagerfeld, Dior, Chanel, Gucci, and the Creator's Project, his works featured by the New York Times, Nowness, and beyond. He is currently composing for a psychological drama horror film, currently in the works. We spoke about all of this and more at the end of last year. You are now the king and you will be a truly great king. Mm -hmm. Oh, that looks good on him. Look. (laughs) He looks great on a king. He looks perfect on
1: I'm speaking to you from Paris, right? That's correct. I'm in my studio in Paris right now.
0: Uh, I find it absolutely fascinating that uh, Royal Dagger Ballet, like the first single off that, uh, Black Exit, uh, had actually been released a few
1: years ago. That's true. It was uh, kind of unofficially released. The story is that I, I had finished the song with Paul a few years ago, and I asked, I asked a friend of mine to to do a video. And um, we worked on it, and he got it done. And uh, one thing led to another rather quickly. com wanted to premiere it. I didn't really have a reason to hold on to it or say no. I had no idea that I was going to continue to do a record, and that was going to be part of it. So I said yes. So it was released as a video, but it was never released as a song or an no one had the ability to download or own it and i didn't really push it i didn't tell anybody it just happened (laughs) so you know that's what happened there so uh
0: after recording like one song like what made you decide um now i guess we're almost four years on from that like what made you decide to uh put out a, a full record for the first time
1: yeah well that um that experience led to another where I um, approached, and I don't remember who the next person was. It might have been Karen, actually, to collaborate. And um, I did not have an endgame or a, a, a plan, and uh, but I just found myself slowly in the midst of making a record. Um, that was about halfway between when that was released to about now. Once I found myself in the momentum, I couldn't let go. And I just went with it.
0: Now, you you mentioned Karen, and that's Karen O. of the Yeah, 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 Yes. And I know you had worked with her on a couple of things prior to this album, uh, the Where the Wild Things Are uh, soundtrack uh, back in 2009, and uh, I Shall Rise uh, from the Rise of the Tomb Raider game. How did the two of you come to know each other? Was that like back when you were in Flux Information sci- Sciences? Cuz that That's rambles.
1: correct. Yeah, that was that was um, you know, Karen and and I were were colleagues, were were friends in 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 the rock scene in New York uh early 2000s. Um we were close and we were friendly and we um uh just uh you know, it was a natural organic progression to ask each other to do and to collaborate with each other uh and now so many years later it just it's a little bit we're a little bit more like serial collaborates you know <laughs> so uh it's uh it's definitely um an ongoing you know non-partnership partnership
0: well i find it really interesting because the like, you have had an absolutely uh fascinating career like i just mentioned flex information S- sciences um which is like a noise rock band um and then you had your your label where you're working with like people uh pink sock records i should mention uh where oh you-
1: wow you oh that's amazing i have not i have not thought about that Till this day. So that's great that you mentioned that. Cool. Keep going.
0: Well, I was just so fascinated because, like, when you, when you did that label, like, I mean, it, it, it didn't release a, a lot, but I mean, like, you worked with, like, a member of Einstersende Neubauten, um, which is, like, if you're talking noise rock, like, they are, like, the godfathers of the genre. Um, and then you've gone on to do, um, like a lot of work for various very high name brands. Like, what's the what's the bridge between those two things?
1: Yeah, it's really hard to explain. There isn't really a master plan. Um, actually, you know, there's a force of will there. There was a point where I um, was, I would say, a little bit slow or silent in the in the music front, and I was looking for ways to you know, extend my artistic work. And um, I fell with a uh, director called Barnaby Roper, who was also starting out at the time. And I was, we chatted and I was very interested in doing, applying uh, maybe an attitude towards short film and uh, fashion film that came from that more experimental noise rock uh, work that I had done. And, you know, it was something about the unexpected and uh, the work that he was doing just was a great fit. I just felt a kinship with his imagery. And, um, we did a few projects together, I believe the New York times was the first one. It was just a small editorial film And, and it took off from there. From then, from that point on, he, he was very busy. And, uh, and I worked with him consistently for many years and was able and felt very um, satisfied that I was able to, um, you know, uh, I was able to express my, my background in this new, more modern, I suppose, commercial way. And um, that's the bridge pretty much.
0: After doing all of this work for, I mean, like, the, the brands you've done work for are, like, Nike and Dior, uh, and Hugo Boss and Gavenchy, uh, Gmanji, sorry, uh, like, um, what's it like to go from that to finally, to, to putting out, like, a, a self, like, a, an album with your name on it, as opposed to, like, putting out albums, like, under you know, group names or working for brands, like, was there, uh, it, it seems as though there would be a sense of freedom because there's, you're, you're working for you.
1: Yes. I mean, there, there's so much there, Nick. I mean, there is, uh, um, you know, uh, with, with, with everybody's artistic, uh, work there, they try to find some sort of balance, or, or challenge themselves one way, or I felt like I was missing something, uh, and I still am on some levels. Like the live front, I haven't played in a long time. Um, but that the, the releasing something under my name and continuing the progress of of my work was was paramount. I, de- I couldn't really I couldn't really figure it out because I wasn't in a band and I was uh, working with commercial directors, and it was fantastic. It still is. I will continue with that, of course um and hopefully grow in that work um but there there is there is a there is a different um entry point for sure when you work with deadlines and and commercial directors and and films uh there's, there's a sort of uh well there's a, um, a discipline and um and it a a uh sort of a specialist kind of uh, uh atmosphere that you have to approach which is conversely to, let's say, a band environment where people's you know synergy energy make up the whole you know, this sort of mysterious gestalt. Um, but I had to find a way to an outlet to release work uh, that I um, um, that I was missing and 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 the funny thing is that like ultimately i I wanted a challenge and uh, and and also a lot of this. Is, is very instinctual. There's not a lot of design there. It just kind of, you sort of find yourself doing, you just have a hunch that you must continue down that road. So, uh, here I am now.
0: I can see like how you picked, uh, some of your collaborators on this album, like Paul Banks and Karen O, um, and, and, and really even, uh, Boyso Boiso or, uh, Ize, uh, Texiara um but because like they seem to float in that same world that you do but i mean was that i mean, was that the case these are just people you've known for a very long time and wanted to do something with
1: no no th- this was a journey that i embarked on three years ago it was really like uh, um uh, you know choosing a person was was had to require you know a, a A personal relationship and I had to have, have some sort of magic in there. Now, you know, there were a few other collaborations that didn't go into the record because they didn't work out so well. And, uh, and I, and I fully uh, actually, I, I I really enjoyed is not the right word, (laughs) but I accepted that. And it it sort of, you know, it, it, it just became part of the journey. Uh, Not everything was, uh, you know, exactly, um, made for each other. And there were a lot of times that you just, just with any kind of artwork, any producing, you try a certain way. Um, you're able to, you know, sculpt whatever your idea is so far. And if it makes the cut, it makes the cut. If it doesn't, then you have to find another way. So I would say that, you know, there, there are some people there, obviously, Karen and Paul, people from my past, from the New York underground rock scene, I say my underground rocks, in they're pretty <laughs> overground, really. But uh, in in, in all, all all majestic greatness. But uh, the uh, I would say there are other people that I was um, in some cases. I oh, for example, I'll give you an example. Estrel Boizo is a relatively new acquaintance of mine. I knew him before uh, I was starting the record. He was. You know, uh, uh, somebody who was uh, friendly with me during that process, and I was with him casually in his apartment, and I sh- showed him the the piece of music that we were that we eventually uh, worked on together, and I had no uh, solid uh viable forced idea that this was going to be a collaboration whatsoever but he surprised me so much it's it's actually a a song that I'm extremely proud of and I'm it, it has also nurtured our friendship too it's uh and, and a lot of this is is a personal experience the record is a personal experience it's, there's a lot of memories there's a lot of stories when I received his portion of uh when he started to work on the vocals for that track. I was in a train going to the South of France and, uh, the effect of me listening to him and me working on the track as the, you know, landscape went by was, was very moving. So that was, uh, that was that, you know, really, really cool. The,
0: the first, I um, sorry, let me, let me start over here. Um, you have this, uh, short film that came out, uh, called Metal Sky that is just, it's breathtaking to watch. Um, was it really important to have a visual component to Royal Dagger Ballet? Or is that uh, like in, in general, or is it more a case of like, as you alluded to earlier, like you haven't performed live in a very long time?
1: Oh, the, the, I can't escape the visual uh, marriage uh, to, to the record. It's, it's just everything I do when I listen to a song, because nowadays, especially if you promote it or if you attach any image to it, you, you expand on that. You know, so it becomes it becomes a work in itself, and I'm a very visual person. Um, the I, I'm actually, there's so, so much imagery and videos and so much interconnectedness that I'm with, with this record uh, that I am trying to figure out which maybe a song or two that I won't apply any <laughs> visual at all to just to give me a little bit of free time, you know? But what happens is that, for example, I'm working on this, uh, visual for, um, the Jonathan Bree track, Mirage. And, um, I, it's part of my work. I'm here every day and I'm trying to uh experiment with uh, ideas and uh visuals ex- uh, that would, would go hand in hand with the track and it's working out pretty well. I have to learn a few programs, you know, here and there, but it's uh it's been pretty cool. It's just something that I do. I can't escape it. And I'm a very visual person.
0: Um where were you drawn to work with uh Nissian Hughes? um because of sort of like the fact that he had done so much work like photographing uh, ballet dancers i mean like i mean it might yeah. seem to for some folks it might be seem to be something a little too on the nose but i mean i think it like the imagery of a ballet dancer for an album called royal dagger ballet like especially these visuals work uh, almost perfectly in tandem
1: yeah, this is, this is, uh, I, I, you know, this is the, the, the magic of, of, of ser- the serendipitous kind of, um, uh, situation that I'm in. Uh, I'm here in Paris and Nissian is in, an American, very much like myself, uh, a director here, half, uh, French, half American, uh, similar family circumstances, similar neighborhood, and, uh, we became friendly completely by chance. Um, the fact that there's the the fact that it fits like a glove is, is not by design. If it is by any design, it's not, it's not mine. It's, uh, it's something else. Um, but I'm very happy, uh, uh, about the results of the, uh, of the video. And, um, uh, he's a, he's a, he's a friend of mine. He, he takes, um, videos, he, of aerials and, and, ballet dancers. And I couldn't think of a better theme for, for this track. So, went when when swimmingly
0: now uh the 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 press release um for the album uh ends with a a sentence that had me very uh interested and excited that you are currently composing for a psychological drama horror film um would you be able to share any more details about that
1: yeah that's going to be a tough one to reveal uh, <laughs> it's uh I I will I'll tell you what th- th- things were moving a little bit faster in the beginning of the year until covid hit so uh a lot of these projects got um got stalled other projects you know were born out of necessity um due due to that you know that sort of like freeze you know in the you know the world but uh this project i can tell you a little bit because it actually brings uh that uh path to light and it um i it's a great script i'm not going to go too deep into it but i'll just you know that that general description suits the suits the the project it is a feature film and uh, one of the people that I have begun recording with is F.M. Einheit, who I had worked with in the past from Einsturzen Neubauern, or Ex-Einsturzen Um And uh, I spent some time with him in uh, Austria, where he lives in his studio, recording some sounds. And uh, But again, because the project got stalled, there are great tracks to a film that does not exist, but <laughs> maybe, but is is hopefully going to exist.
0: Um, this is this is your first
1: film score, yeah,
0: like feature, I suppose.
1: Yes, yes, um, it, this absolutely, and we're not even near beginning. But I have I have a million features in my head, but this is the the actual first. If that's uh, if it uh, you know takes off, I think it will.
0: Um. What was the experience like? Like going from—I mean, the, I mean—you have been composing for film for quite a long time, but they've all been shorts. And I mean, you've been involved in feature films, but what was it like tackling your first um, feature-length film score?
1: Well, like I said, it's—it's really—it's—it's really—we're very much at the at the beginning of, of this process, and it's a very complex process. And and it, it, there there are some aspects of this that I haven't actually. Uh, uh finished yet but they're very interesting. And, you know I, I need there's a boys choir and there's a lot of uh um you know recording of, of, of brute brick and, and metal uh and and also some you know in the box so to speak synthesizer melodic stuff that I've been working on. But I cannot say much more to that because it's just not available, you know. Um and and it's it is not a work in progress. This is really a stalled project. And very much looking forward to it and very much looking forward to, uh, hopefully, um, you know, expanding on, on more feature films. But you know how that works. It's, uh, I am very much a artist, artist from a, from a band background, visual arts band background. Um, it's, it's not, I'm, it's not, I'm not quite in the, in the, you know, contemporary traditional soundtrack, um, uh uh environment uh at least not for now uh right now you know
0: well i mean hans zimmer started out producing records for the damned so like it's
1: anything's possible right i mean I is actually just looking at uh who was it uh chris martinez is it chris martinez Um, cliff cliff yes and uh all of all of uh, his past uh, I was speaking with a um, fetus, Jim Thurwell. He, he worked with uh, Cliff Martinez. I think they might have even played, uh, together back in the early, um, rock days. I was just a baby. I wasn't involved in that scene. It was in the eighties. But, um, yeah, indeed. He's a great, he's a great example of, um, somebody who comes from, you know, a, maybe a visual art, music, art rock background who went into big film. Yeah. That's a cool, cool trajectory. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, sir tristan thank you so much for taking time to talk to me today uh i'm i'm very excited to hopefully get some more people to listen to this record when it comes out because i think it's uh fantastic and i certainly can't stop listening to it so um again thank you so much and i hope you have a good rest of your day
1: all right you too man thank you very much
0: I will not thirst As I cross the raging sea Waves are crashing over me They drag me down They
1: drag me down
0: But I will not drown They'll know my name Thanks to Tristan Bichet for talking with me. Royal Dagger Mallet is out January 22nd. You can find more information on Bichet at his website, com or by following him on Facebook at Tristan, T-R-Z-T-N, official, and Instagram at tristan.bichet. You can find links to purchase all of the music you heard on the show in the show notes for this episode, which are at FromAnInspiredBy.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at FromInspiredPod and can be found on Instagram at FromAnInspiredBy. You can subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please click those follow and subscribe buttons. Also, please hit up the website and click on the aid and assistance button to help pay for web hosting and long distance fees. And remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. We'll be back in two weeks talking with John Dobbins about his work with the anime soundtrack reissue label, Tiger Lab Vinyl, as well as his electronic duo, Alone in the Woods. Until then, thanks for listening. <laughs>